Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of our local series, Collie Just Transition. The Just Transition process, as it's known, is an internationally recognised framework for supporting impacted workers and communities in the transition away from emissions-intensive industries like coal, which is becoming an increasing priority for governments and industries globally. You may or may not be aware but the Western Australian Government, in conjunction with local and state stakeholders, has been running a just transition process in Collie since December 2020. The aim, to work with the local community to help deliver new opportunities for the town. To keep people up to date about that process, Collie Community Radio is working in partnership with the WA Government to bring you a new episode of this series every six weeks with all of the latest information about this process as it progresses. As we are for each episode, today we are again joined by John Carney from the Department of the Premier and Cabinet's Collie Delivery Unit. Hello, John. Hello, Nola, and hello to those Collie local listeners and those listening from elsewhere. John, since this series kicked off in November last year, we've had a number of guests with us. Those have included local member for Collie Preston, Jody Hands, MLA. We've also caught up with station manager Mick Hill from Synergy and international graphite chairman Phil Hurst. And most recently, local Collie resident and shire councillor Michelle Smith. Yeah, it's been a good run so far, Nola. And if anyone's listening and has not had a chance to catch those episodes, you can catch up by searching Collie Just Transition podcast wherever you get your podcast. That's right. In case you missed it, you can go back and have a listen to each episode which has aired so far. Now, John, how did today's Just Transition Working Group meeting go? Yeah, thanks, Nola. Yeah, it's been a couple of months since our last meeting and there was a fair bit on the agenda to catch up on. Uh, Firstly, the Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions, Rod and presented today. Uh, Unfortunately for Rod, he did have... um, COVID and was locked away over in uh, Victoria, but he, he did a good job. Just from the top of my head, some of the issues, sorry, not issues, but uh, points that Rod made in his presentation was the Wellington Dam, the new car park out there. There's also been a new road constructed that goes down to the bridge that um, uh, obviously allows people to go across and have a look at the mural down the bottom there. Uh, there's some new trailhead signages up everywhere, or going to be put up everywhere. Also the um, new suspension bridge he touched on, that bridge actually links the trails across the river out there at Scenic Drive, most people would have seen. And also um, there's some five repair stations around town for all the uh, biking enthusiasts. So on the uh, agenda today was the work continues uh, to finalise the schedule for celebrating Collie's events. There has been a couple of new murals that have begun to pop up and these are in the last of a series of new ones for just a little while. On that, a new Collie mural trail map will be available in the second half of this year with all the updated murals to view and that will be available from the Collie Visitor Centre. As informative as ever, thank you. Uh, To today's guest, though, in the studio with us is a voice many would likely recognise, and that is the voice of Steve McCartney, State Secretary for WA at the Australian Manufacturing Workers' Union. Welcome. Thanks, Noah. 
great to have you on the show today. Now, Steve, being the State Secretary for the AMWU, you must work with communities throughout WA. Can you tell us a bit about your experiences here in Collie particularly? Yeah, well, as uh, most people, most of our members know, uh, our union sits on the three strong pillars. One of those is good community engagement. The other one is uh, strong political understanding and involvement and having a good industrial relations campaign. So those are the three things we sit there and we do work on uh, a lot of good work with communities and part of that building momentum around this issue is about that community involvement and getting the first steps face-to-face, having those discussions with workers and those workers suggested to us that we should have uh, town meetings and from those town meetings the Just Transition Committee was formed. Well, looking to Just Transition, how has that progress been from a trade union point of view? Uh, Sometimes a little bit frustrating uh, because uh, I think we want everything at once but uh, we want to make sure that we do get opportunity to uh, create real jobs and real training for young people. Uh, Our first thing that we looked at as a group uh, on those town meetings was to ensure that we stabilise the local uh, community and that means having a stable financial environment because so many times during transition uh, what does fail is uh, supporting the local community and the investments that they did make. So step one was protecting the investments of our members and the people in town. Step two was ensuring that uh, the community had a say in the way and the direction uh, that this transition was going to go. And third was engaging with the government to ensure that uh, we could make sure uh, that we'd be the maybe the in-between uh, discussion and the supporter of where we go with industries and jobs in the future. Yes, when I was talking to um, Mick Hill from Synergy, he mentioned that at one of their meetings they looked around and they suddenly realised there were hundreds of hours of experience in that room and that's what you're talking about when you're talking about the community's investment. The community's investment is all the work they've done over the last hundred years as a community and making sure that they had a good solid skill space for the industries they got in this town and what we're trying to do is make sure that we can deliver Uh, training, support and transition for blue-collar workers under our coverage into the new jobs of the 21st century that are going to be landing in Collie. Yeah, just jumping in there, Nola. As Steve mentioned, really it's been a very collaborative process and that's an important part of ensuring the success here. And I need everyone to be on board and to be working towards the same outcomes. Steve, can you talk to me about the resilience of the workforce in Collie? It's something that we haven't really had a chance to talk about on the podcast yet, but is there an appetite for upskilling and diversifying among workers who want to continue living and working in Collie? Uh, yes, our workers, we, our members, we've had long discussions with our members and other workers, but mainly our members, uh, and they, um, one, were in a bit of disbelief at the start because really there's 200 years of coal under the ground and they really needed to understand why there had to be that transition and where, what does it mean for me, my investments and my future and my family. And uh, I think there were important discussions that we had to have and one thing I can say about the people of Collie, they are resilient. They've got years and years and years of examples of where they've had to stand up and either take on governments or take on companies as a community to make sure that they stay alive. What we're saying now is that same resilience is there, looking at a new direction and a new outcome for Collie. And we believe 
the, the transition in our workers' opinions about where they should be and where their families should land are a great example of the good communication and all these different departments, government, uh, the local community, the Chamber of Commerce and uh, the Shire Council all working together with South Development Council to try and get the best outcome for this town. I, as an outsider, because I wasn't born and bred in Collie, that's one of the things I have noted in Collie, the resilience of people and the fact that um, I mean, all mining industries are cyclical and coal certainly hasn't been immune from that. So, yes, I understand what you're saying about Collie's resilience. As an aside to this, just a couple of weeks ago, there was the first in a series of industry forums, which by all, all accounts went down well. I understand there will be more of these events in the future, which will give local businesses and workers an idea of what new in- investors and industries in town will need. Well, it's also a bit of unique view that you get, Steve, because you yourself are a member of the Just Transition Working Group. How does that flow through from yourself down to the locals and the workers in the coal mines here, for example? Well, that means that uh, workers get the news directly from the meeting back to the workforce and their families. Uh, We uh, see them as a holistic thing. And hopefully when we have those uh, get returned to town meetings for feedback meetings, then that way we can get them back to everyone's family in town as well. I think it's about time we started looking at uh, re-engaging with those bigger meetings so that we can inform more people on the Oval about where we're going more often and uh, spread the word because I think they'll be happy to hear what's going on and it'll create some real enthusiasm and confidence about the future. It's been nearly two and a half years now since this process started, Steve. What's the plan from here? What's your focus at the moment? It might have been two and a half years from the start, but it's been much longer for us. We've been campaigning for this for over five years uh, to try and make sure that we can get a a just transition and make sure that blue-collar workers get the training and the the crossover training and the new jobs, the new well-paying permanent jobs for the future. Training and workforce support and Collie's potential is the things that we really look forward and really are pushing inside this committee to ensure we get the outcomes, the best outcomes for people of Collie. Talking about uh, opportunities for the Collie workers for training and new jobs, is, is that the, the point? That's exactly the point, Nola. We've been uh, campaigning for more than two and a half years. We've been campaigning for over five years. We understand this was coming. And we've been talking to our members and had the hard conversation about that. And what we're trying to make sure, that big industry gets replaced with big industry. And a couple of steps that this transition uh, team has taken to try and make that happen is uh, this magnesium and also the graphite mine. They might say there's only 70 jobs uh, at the graphite production facility. Uh, and there, yes, there will be a couple of hundred construction jobs. When that position starts to build anodes for batteries, then that'll severely increase the amount of people that'll be working there. I think the other thing is the important part about the magnesium smelter, if we can get that in place. Magnesium is the new, you know, the new steel uh, for uh, light vehicles, especially uh, electronic powered vehicles. And what we're saying quite clearly is that is a real successful transition for this town, which creates hundreds of jobs inside the skill sets that we've already got in this town. And it means a little bit of upskilling, but what it will do is ensure that we've got good solid tradesmen in permanent jobs and jobs for the kids of the future. There's been a lot of talk about the shortage of skilled tradesmen. So where are they going to train? 
Well, I think there's been a lot of work done, a lot of work done in town around making sure that young people get preparatory training and uh, and cert twos around industry, tryouts on cert twos to see if they're the industries they want to be in, and that could be anything from a blue collar job to a lab assistant. Because you've got to remember, uh, in the future, a lot of this work is going to be tested at every stage. And that means a lot of white-collar jobs that would be supporting blue-collar jobs in this town. So there's some real diversity and opportunity for young people to get a real future in Collie uh, in the next 10 years. And what we're saying quite clearly is that if we keep going down this path and we keep working towards these goals, we're going to have a great diversity of uh, job roles and skills and I think the work that they've done uh, connecting the school and the TAFE and government together is going to create the, the pathway that we need to ensure our kids get the training they need, the support they need for the new industries of the 21st century. Well, speaking as a parent uh, and a parent whose um, kids trained and had to leave college to get jobs where they could use that training, that sounds as if that brain drain can be reversed. Well, that's what we hope to do. We hope to reverse that brain drain, get people keen to stay in town where they know they've got a solid future. I think building that future off the back of solid, of uh, full-time permanent work and ensuring that we build those skills and skills development and grow that inside of this town is a great step forward and it says a lot about where the town's going to go in the future. John, bringing you back in now, what do you think the future holds for Collie and the people who live here and love it here? Well, we really need to be realistic here. The need for collie coal is rapidly declining, and as Steve has said, it's really important to focus on bringing in new industry. As I'm sure the listeners hear and see on the TV, the radio, and in their news feeds every day, there is a push away from emissions-intensive industries, and that demand is only likely to continue. So we need to keep working and keep keep striving to create opportunities for collie and towns like collie all over the world to thrive. As many know, we've seen incredible work done so far on a smaller scale, smaller local scale, as well as on the bigger scale attracting whole new industries. It is a long game in many ways, but the state government is committed to working on it. Well, that seems like a great place to end this episode, John. Steve, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for the opportunity, Nola. It was a a good opportunity to talk about new jobs and a way forward for the town. Thank you. Thanks, Nola. Well, thank you for listening to Collie Community Radio. I'm Nola Green and I'll speak to you again in the next episode of the Collie Just Transition podcast.